It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa Caprio. Do you believe in magic? What if you were told that all you had to do was get a little creative and work a magic spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Here on Postcards to the Universe, we will share manifesting, tips, postcards, creativity, abundance, and prosperity. Here is your host, Melissa Caprio. Hello, and welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. How's everyone doing? I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing really well today. I am so super excited to have best-selling author and spiritual teacher Mark Nepo on my show, and I'm going to bring Mark out in just a few minutes. Um, just a Something I wanted to share that I was thinking about and working on this week, uh, um, this week's Magic Monday message. Well, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, each Monday I post a Magic Monday message and it has an affirmation. And this week's affirmation is, I choose gratitude. And I photograph a manifesting postcard that someone sends me and I will pick an affirmation from that and like I said, this week's is I choose gratitude because I feel like focusing on the affirmation really helps me. And it's been something I've been doing for the last few years and it's really working for me and I get to be creative and do my photography, which I so love to do. So I believe that gratitude is very much a choice that we choose to look at all that we have and feel grateful for in our life. It is really easy to sit around and stress out about what we don't have, what's lacking, or to focus on all our problems. And it takes practice to focus on gratitude, especially during troubling events or experiences. And with the pandemic still around us, many people have suffered tremendous loss. Others are dealing with health issues, and while others' lives have completely changed, and they're managing their life in a very different way today than they were uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. And we tend to, us humans, we tend to focus on our suffering. So, of course, if we're suffering we need to acknowledge that and we need to feel that that's important and we need to prompt, you know, process that, but we can still at the same time, look and find those things, experiences and people that we are grateful for. So I ask you what you're grateful for right now in your life. It could be something as simple as a morning coffee. I love my morning coffee and I put whipped cream and cinnamon in it every morning and I'm so grateful for that. It can be the comfort of your bed. It could be having a good friend that you can talk to. 
It may take some time to find gratitude in painful experiences, but when you have had time to process your emotions, you may look back on that experience, even if it was painful, and be grateful that it happened. I mean, that happened uh, for me, for some of the experiences that brought me here today. This is why, that's why I'm here today. I'm very grateful for that. And I think, um, speaking for him, I don't know, he'll have to confirm here in a minute, but I think Mark Nepo would say he's had some similar experiences that he may have been painful, that he's grateful for, just from reading his work and listening to him speak. Gratitude is such a powerful feeling. I always say gratitude is the fastest route to manifesting. If you want something in your life, the quickest way for that to come to you is to be grateful for what you already have. I talk about gratitude a lot in my book, and I know when I'm feeling off emotionally, it's because I have forgotten to focus on being grateful in my life. When I am feeling grateful, I notice a wonderful byproduct, and that is I am feeling joy, and feeling joy feels really good. I think we all could place our focus more on all the wonderful things we have in our lives and see how that shifts things. Just try being grateful this week. Look for all the things in your life and your surroundings that you can be grateful for. If you want to see what I'm talking about and my Magic Monday messages, the postcards, you can go on my website, you can go on my social media platforms, and if you're interested in doing inner work exercises and reading people's incredible journeys of transformation, inspiration, and manifesting, you can see in my book, Postcards to the Universe, Harness the Universe's Power and Manifest Your Dreams, and you can find that on any of your online favorite bookstores, and if you're on Facebook, Join my Facebook group, Postcards of Love. We share inspirational stories, messages, art, and, of course, beautiful photographs because I love beautiful photographs. And you can find me social media and my new YouTube channel and subscribe. So I appreciate that. Okay, next week I have author Claire B. Willis on. She's a clinical social worker who has worked in the fields of oncology and bereavement for more than 20 years and has led bereavement end of life support and and she shares all of this in her book opening to grief finding your way from loss to peace so you can join me next week for that all right i'm so excited to talk with my guest mark nepo mark nepo has moved and inspired readers and seekers all over the world with his number one new york times bestseller the book of awakening Beloved as a poet, teacher, and storyteller, Mark has been called one of the finest spiritual guides of our time, a consummate storyteller, an eloquent spiritual teacher, a best-selling author. He has published 22 books and recorded 15 audio projects and was also chosen as one of Oprah Winfrey's own's Super Soul 100, a group of inspired leaders using their gifts and voices to elevate humanity. And he has a new webinar starting June 13th, titled The Life of Expression, Finding Your Voice. It's a three-session webinar. We'll center on the lifelong process of listening, reflecting, and expressing on how bearing witness to the truth of living reveals the mysteries of life. To find out more about Mark and his books and his new webinar, please go to marknepo.com, M-A-R-K-N-E-P-O.com. Welcome, Mark. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, it's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, this is super exciting because I've, I've seen you on Oprah, so I, oh. I knew who you were. 
<laughs> yeah. So it's really cool to have to be able to talk to you because your book, actually, the book of awakening, I purchased it years ago and I oh. loved it. Yeah. And I couldn't find my copies. So last year I ended up getting the 20 year anniversary edition on my oh, Kindle. <laughs> thank, thank, well, thank you. Thank you. It's amazing that, that it's 20 years. It's hard to believe. doesn't seem like it. I bet. I bet. Yeah, it's what I love about the book is even though it's a certain date, you don't really even need to follow it uh, for the day. You can just go on and open up a page. And it seems like that's the message. That's the message you need for the day. Right? I love that. So, yeah, it really. Go go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Go, please go. Yeah, it really, you know, I, I tried years ago after my cancer journey in my 30s, I almost died from a rare form of lymphoma. And, and, you know, after that, I have had a lot of people still do have a lot of people who are in recovery, various forms of recovery. So I, you know, I started seeing day books all over the place. And, um, and they in the rooms, they're really used, you know, they're in cars, they're in backpacks, they're in restaurants. <laughs> and so it really kind of struck me like, wow, this is a form if I could fill this form, with small doses of what matter, it might be helpful. Um, and you know, I had no idea how that, that became the book of awakening after several years. Yeah. Well, it's, I was going to ask you that question. What was the catalyst that inspired you to write the book? Because, you know, we get like ideas, you know, um, and we see things that insights that work for us and um, being an, an author myself, you know, it's like I made a decision one day that I wanted to write. So is that, has that how it worked for you? Were you always a writer? Were there books before well, this I, book? Yeah, I started, there were a couple of books before this, that was my third, third or fourth mm-hmm. book, but, but, you know, uh, writing, you know, started for me, it was, it's the way that as a, even as a little boy, I, I saw the world, you know, the world kind of spoke to me in metaphor before I even knew what a metaphor was, mm-hmm. but that's just, I always felt, even when I was alone in nature, I felt like things were speaking to me. And, and then, you know, in high school, of course, I, you know, the first woman I fell in love with and, and then we didn't, you know, we went our separate ways and it broke my heart and, and as a way to try to deal with that heartache as a, you know, teenager, maybe mm-hmm. 17, 18, um, I started writing and cause I, I wasn't a loner, but I didn't have real intimate friends till I got to college, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so the more I wrote, the more I started to process my feelings and I realized I wasn't just talking to myself. I was beginning a conversation with the universe and the words, mm-hmm or just the trail of that. And, and so, you, you know, I think one of the things, and this is a lot what my the upcoming webinar is all about, that under whatever art we create, everyone, I believe, needs a personal form of expression because mm. that's, that's how the heart breathes. You know, we inhale and exhale. You know, we can't say, oh, wow, we're in this interview. We'll just inhale. That's not right. going to work. Right. Well, the heart... The heart inhales by perceiving and feeling, and it exhales by expressing. And it doesn't really matter. It could be conversation. It could be writing. It could be gardening. It could be a formal art or an informal art. But everybody has to have some way that the heart 
releases and expresses itself uh, because that's how the heart breathes. And so, you know, one of the things I've been ever since my cancer journey, I've been interested in the expressive journey of healing and, you know, more than what we actually, the products we create more by our engagement, that, that engagement really helps create us. Yeah, I love that. And when I was reading about the webinar, I thought that was so interesting what you say about it, which I'll read here in a second. But I just wanted to say, like, for me, it's first through photography. That's what my background is. I'm a fine art photographer. And mm. and when I'm photographing, it, it I, I get into, and, you know, now I've combined writing with it. And, and I notice, especially this past year, my creativity has even deepened over this pandemic, that when I'm doing that, I'm in my happy place. I'm mm-hmm. finding my happy place. I feel grounded. And, and I love it. And this is what you say um, about the webinar. So the webinar is starting on June 13th, The Life of Expression, Finding Your Voice. It's described as centering on the lifelong process of listening, reflecting, and expressing on how bearing witness to the truth of living reveals the mysteries of life. You say we are constantly being shaped by life into finer instruments of care and expression. The deeper we go, the more attuned we become and the more we join with everything around us, this webinar will help you discover and inhabit your own voice by which you can strengthen your connections and find your way. And I love that. So, um, yeah, tell me, tell us a little bit about the webinar. So there's three dates, June 13th, yeah, 20th, so, and the 27th. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the, so it's three Sundays, and there's three parts. They're all connected. It's an hour and a half each Sunday. And... And we'll, you know, I'll be exploring the, those, you know, very things. We'll be looking at the life of expression itself. How do we, how do we know where our gifts are? How do we start to listen for our own voice? And we'll, we'll talk about in the second session, the cord in our heart, the common cord in our heart that connects us to everything. And, the, and in the final session, we'll be looking at how, unraveling the self. You know, how do we, it's interesting that, and I think, you know, all of us are, are like this. We grow up in this modern world and, um, and everybody is kind of, you know, forcing us or chasing us to get attention and, Hey, look at me and to have some kind of worth, which is natural enough. But I have found that the things that have given me life, um, that have made me feel strong and centered are when I give attention, not get attention. And that's really at the heart of, you know, when you're, I'm sure when you're doing photography, you're really drawn to look at something and, and I'm drawn by different things. And I kind of, I follow and whether we write it down or not, or whether you take a photograph or not, that process of, you know, following, there are teachers everywhere. And so when something, even like, let's say light, in an alley in the city, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it stops me. Whoa, I, you know, and I have to pay attention. And when I give attention uh, to anything long enough, it becomes my teacher. I love and it, that. I love and it that connects so much. Me. Mm, and so this is yeah. like the kinds of things that we, that I, we will explore. Um, and, and like you said, you know, people who are interested can go to either my website or to live dot dot com to get, get more details and register um, 
for this, but I, I really, um, I, you know, I've become a real, a real student of, of the things that call us, you know, when I was young and, uh, you know, in graduate school and which I, I did in poetry and, um, you know, I was hoping in a good way, you know, if I worked hard enough, maybe, maybe I might write one or two great poems in my life, you know, and, um, and then in my thirties, you know, I, all of a sudden I was in the hospital and, uh, I wasn't sure I was going to be here and forget writing great poems. I needed mm-hmm. to discover true poems that would help me live. And now, you know, now, um, you know, I turned 70 this year and well, I just want to be the poem. <laughs> That's great. I want to be the poem. I love that. So is the, is the classes, are you going to show up live? So are we oh, going yeah. to be able to talk to you live? Okay. And if you yeah. can't make it live, can you still do it and oh, yeah. see the so, recordings? Okay. So, yep. The way that it'll work is, you know, for the first, um, uh, 40 minutes or so of each session, I'll share stories and metaphors and we'll talk about, about things and I'll offer ways to, to help folks personalize these things. And then the, the second half of it will be a live question and answer where folks can come on screen and we'll, we'll explore and talk and we'll do that. And then certainly a lot of people, because uh, people sign up from around the world and can't always make the the live sure. because of the time zones. So everybody gets a, you know, a link to a record the video and so you can watch it at your own, your own timing um, or go back to it. If you, if you, you know, want to be with it a little more. Mm. Okay, perfect. All right. So we're going to, I want to take our break right now because I want to talk about the personal form of expression with you. So before we get into that conversation, let's take our break here, our first break here. Sure. Stay tuned and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Conscious media for conscious minds. Ohm times. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Hi, I'm Melissa Caprio from Postcards to the Universe, creating the life you crave. Do you believe in magic? What if I told you all you had to do was get a little creative and work a dream spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Well, guess what? I've got the spell for you. Postcards to the Universe, a global movement for manifestation, is a casting magical tool for you to use whenever you want. How does living in passion sound to you? Join me in my movement where you get to create in the magical playground. Let's think outside the box and do some playful conjuring. By casting out our desires with a manifesting postcard, we explore our hearts and allow the alchemy of our dreams to appear. And don't forget to tune in each week here on Ohm Times Radio with my show, Postcards to the Universe, Creating the Life You Crave at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I share tips on creativity, abundance, and prosperity, and you will be introduced to the coolest guests, trailblazers, mystics, and creatives who enrich our lives. My name is Victor Furman. 
Some call me the voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality, science, and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Om Times Radio, and we'll explore these topics and so much more on Destination Unlimited. The rainbow is God's promise of hope for you and me. And though the clouds hang heavy and the sun we cannot see, we know above the dark clouds that fill the stormy sky, hope's rainbow will come shining through when the clouds have drifted by. Teresa Capriel is the president and founder of Rainbow Guardian, Inc., a nonprofit 501c3 serving the intellectually challenged slash developmentally disabled, including autism. Teresa started the foundation in 1995 so she could help make a better life for her intellectually challenged daughter. Her dream is that the Rainbow Guardian will provide the necessary tools and education to help the public understand the special needs population because it's often discarded in mainstream society. To find out more or make a donation in support, please go to www.rainbowguardian.org. Rainbow Guardian's special mission is to see these unique people live a happy, full life and have a future of liberty and equality. Welcome back. So if you're just joining, I have best-selling author and spiritual teacher Mark Nepo with me today. So Mark, I wanted to ask about your, with your upcoming webinar, um, and this, I thought of this question as I was thinking about today's show. So how do we allow life to shape us and to find our instruments of care and expression, as you say, and not turn us angry, bitter, and resentful? Well, I think, I think for me, and again, you know, in all of my work in teaching, I offer examples, not instructions, because there is no how-to. We can simply compare notes on what it is to be here. So for me, I, I have found that the key to my living a full life is to allowing and facing my full humanity. You know, we do spend a lot of time in our modern age, uh, a lot of energy trying to divide things into happy or sad or good or bad or true or false. And, you know, the things that have, I've been touched by the deepest that have changed my life, both wonderful and difficult, um, defy anyone. They're, they're more than all of that. And so I feel like we are all challenged to be as thorough as possible. So, you know, that means that, when I'm feel, you know, for instance, I'll share, you know, um, a few years ago, maybe five, six years ago, my wife, Susan and I, and she's a potter, but we went through, oh, about a year, year and a half where we had a lot of losses. You know, we, I, we lost both of my parents. We lost her mother. We lost a really dear dog that was like a dog child oh. to us. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so, and like everyone, no one's exempt from grief. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, it wasn't about getting over it. It wasn't about cheering up. It was about allowing ourselves to feel the deepest truths of what it is to be alive. And, if, and so, you know, this is everyone who lives 
if you know love, you will know loss. It, it, mm-hmm. that's, not a, that's not a sad thing. That's like talking about gravity. It is. And, it's the, and so one of the deep, when allowing myself to feel those things, and, and this is where, you know, I, I was sitting like uh, on, the, on our deck back then, and I, it was a beautiful day, like today, gorgeous, beautiful day. And, the, you know, the light on the plants around our yard was just magnificent. And all of a sudden, I fell into this deep moment of grief. And I wasn't wise enough to choose between them. I had to open my heart and trust the depth would be my teacher. And so I felt both the beauty and the sadness at once. And that led me, that led me to a deeper understanding of how precious life is. And so, you know, we're challenged. I I feel like, you know, life has been made just difficult enough so that we need each other to ensure, (laughs) to ensure the journey of love. And so when I can be truthful and authentic, and I think that's the key, you know, then, then all of a sudden that depth teaches us. I'll give you another example. And, and a lot of times we need to reach out to each other to help us learn how to be with our feelings and to find the teachings in them. And of course, working, whether it's with words or photography or paint, or like I said, gardening, or building things, or fixing things, whatever it might be, that helps us work with all of these feelings that are so deep that when we enter them, they, they strengthen our connections to life. Often we don't go deep enough, and, and we don't get that connection. So here's a, here's a historical example that's so powerful to me, and it's about the life of Beethoven. Now, we all know Beethoven was this amazing, and I have a chapter about this in one of my books, in in the book, 7,000 Ways to Listen. And um, I'm so moved by Beethoven because he was, we all know he was this extraordinary musical genius, Mm -hmm. but he was an ordinary person carrying an extraordinary gift. And that's what makes him heroic. To me, so you know, maybe I'm saying, you know, most people know that he went deaf by the time he was 28. So imagine, imagine that you, your gift is that you are going to hear and re- and write down music that has never been heard on earth, and you're not going to be able to hear it played. Yeah. And <laughs> wow. And as a young man. This was very depressing. It was very upsetting to him. He he didn't know how to deal with it. And in 1802, in his 20s, he went, he told everyone, I just need time to myself. He was like going on a retreat. He went to this little town outside of Vienna. But really, he was so depressed, he was contemplating suicide. Mm. And he went to this little town by himself, and he started to write what started as a suicide note. But because he expressed his despair so honestly, so deeply, by the time the expression of that strengthened him, and by the time he got to the end of the note, all of a sudden he wasn't going to commit suicide. To his own surprise, the last lines of this note, and you can Google to find this, this note, what it is, he says, so I'm going to make the most music I can with what I have for as long as I can. And he tucked the note in his pocket. He went back to Vienna. 
tucked it in the top desk drawer in his apartment in Vienna. It was never found till after his death, years, decades later. But that decade, right after he did that, people look back at it, and it was a decade of musical masterpieces. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. I, I actually, yeah, and I know the story not as is in deep, but I, I, I do think of that story because as a photographer, you know, I think, well, God, what if I lost my sight? And I couldn't photograph, yeah, right? Yeah. And I saw, I, I saw an exhibit um, from visually impaired photographers. They were legally blind. Some of them almost completely lost their sight. And I saw it at a, at a gallery exhibit one time. And it was at the, one of the most interesting exhibits I've ever seen because they were photographing from an intuitive space that wasn't just their eyes. They couldn't use their eyes the way that sure. you and I use our eyes. And it, 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 it was so beautiful. And I like, that's what I'm really interested with this webinar that you're talking about, because this totally resonates with me because I use my creativity as a voice for expression. And I think we all do. I have a friend who uses cooking. She talks about her cooking. She is her love language. And I just love that, right? I love that. So brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can you, so, like, you know, share with us like how important it is that we each find our own individual voice for expression? Yeah, it's it's so important because... We need, this is how we discover who we are. And by, you know, the, um, John Ruskin, who was a watercolorist and essayist, uh, British in the 1700s, he said, you know, he said, the reward for our effort is not, it's not what we get for it. It's what we mm-hmm. become by it. Mm. It's what we become by it. And this is the thing, you know, that we are, we are transformed. So it's changed what makes what I think of as a great piece of art. You know, we've all been taught, oh, it's either excellent or it's beautiful. Well, I've started to feel like a great piece of art is one in which I am changed, transformed for having encountered it, whether I receive it or whether I create, quote, create it or bring it into form or bring it into being. I'm not the same you know, if if mm-hmm. if a mm-hmm. book has meaning or a poem has meaning that I have been able to, and I say retrieve rather than author, then mm-hmm. I'm I am different. I'm more alive on the other side of it for having brought it into being. 
It's not, I'm not just the same. And so, you know, other, other amazing examples that are so, so inspiring, you know, Claude Monet, the Mm -hmm. famous impressionist. Monet was devoted. He was a great example. He was famous for saying he was devoted to say, I'm going to, I paint what I see. I paint what I see. I look real carefully and I'm trying to paint light and I just paint what I see. And then, you know, at the end of his life and he lived to be in his nineties and he was very well known by the time he was in his sixties, you know, and, um, but at the end of his life, he, he had double cataracts. Mm, and it was, I did not and it, know that. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was at a time when the first experiments with cataract surgeries were happening. So he was, 89 and he said oh uh, you know i've devoted my life to seeing you know i'm gonna try it and so he had operations on both his eyes and it didn't work Mm. but he stayed melissa he stayed devoted to seeing and his one of his masterpieces the water lilies which he painted toward the end of his life he painted those looking through the double cataract Oh, wow. I did not know that he had. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so amazing. That, that devotion to, even if it's not what I'm looking for, he worked his whole life to practice seeing, never having any idea that his masterpieces would come through staying devoted to what he was seeing, but through his blurry eyes. Through his blurry eyes. So we, we yeah. never know. We never know what... Um, you know, how we will be shaped or what will we be led to. And I think, you know, one of the things I always encourage uh, is for folks, whether you're writers or not, is to to keep a journal because this is how we mm-hmm. stay in conversation with life. Mm-hmm. This is how we stay. And it doesn't have to be organized. It doesn't have to be in full sentences. It's not about whether other people read it. It's where we look out on the world and go, what? wow, you know, what is that saying to me? What is this tree that's waving in the wind? What is it saying? Or we come across, you know, an animal in the wild. We watch a deer or we see, you know, something. And then all of a sudden something, you know, we all have these special moments that when we, when, when we give our attention enough, things start to feel extra real. Well, they start talking to us. And so part of it is listen, you know, after all these years for me, Writing is really listening and taking notes. Mm, yeah, I get that. As uh, photography is in observing and taking notes, like before I did this work, I, I photographed uh, therapy, dolphin human therapy with dolphins and, and uh, oh, wow. children. <clears throat> yeah, and the parents loved my photos and everybody loved them because I would sit on the platform for a long time and with the session and I would just watch and I would photograph and I would photograph the relationship. It was the relationship that I was interested in. They're not posed pictures by any means and there's an intimacy to them and 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 all of the parents just I still get I still get emails saying how much they look back and they love those photos about their children and stuff. And, and I learned so much about the animals and about children and about therapy and about life and about love and, and just from observing. 
And I, I cherish it. It is, the, I cherish that experience. And this is before social media. There's no posting to get likes. I'm not crazy about that posting to get likes and get <laughs> noticed. That's not my favorite thing. Because I think we miss something. I think if that's our goal, we're missing something. Well, I think that, you know, what I have learned, and, and it's what I said earlier about giving attention you know, out in the world, you know, we, we have to do some amount of getting attention. You have to send a resume somewhere. Sure, you have to do this. But, but the deeper, the real thing that brings us alive mm-hmm. is giving attention. Mm-hmm. Because by recognizing, and this starts to touch in with what you were saying about gratitude. Because when we give attention, when we recognize and verify what, what we experience in life, then we start to celebrate life. Mm-hmm. And that's different because we live in a world that's so fast that we have a hunger. You know, it's interesting that we're looking to, you know, to be celebrated when we're really aching for something to celebrate. Mm. We're, looking, we're looking for people to say, to recognize and verify us when really, you know, my affirmation of my worth comes from me reconnecting with my direct experience of life mm, with my direct yeah. and and this and the life of expression helps us helps us do that yes it helps us follow what is life giving and that's the most important most important thing at all because i think through that conversation we discover our gifts yes. and how we can be of use and how it can be of use. And I wanted to talk to you about, because I find, um, and this is, is, is true for a lot of us, that we're not present. And, and I think what you're talking about and what you're sharing is you're, show, you're helping show us how we can be more present in our life, right? Because so many of us are thinking about what we need to do in the future or worrying about something that happened in the past. And we're missing the moment, so how can yeah. we show up and be more present in our life? Well, for, for me, and this has to do, is central to a lot of the, the way that I hold things and teach uh, with creativity and, and other things, because it's all wed with our individual spiritual practice. And so for me, I don't, my experience hasn't been, I don't believe that, we arrive, that there's some arrived state of enlightenment. I mean, right. maybe that's happened for some amazing people. If that's not been my experience. You know, <laughs> right. I, I feel more like it's, you know, medieval monks when asked how they practice their faith said by falling down and getting up. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I know that. I know that really well. And so, you know, I, I'm closed and then I have to open. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid and then I have to feel safe. I'm confused and then I have to get clear. You know, I fall down, I have to get up. And our life of expression, so we all have to develop a personal spiritual practice. What do we do? How do, which I call our practice of return. Mm. How do I get up when I fall down? How do I open when I'm closed? How I can practice being open, but when I really need it is when I'm closed. And so that's... That's when we need to turn to whether it's photography or drawing or gardening or listening to music or calling up your oldest friend or mm-hmm. playing the one chord in the one song 
that touches your heart over and over and over. So we can build our toolbox and then we can, we, we, you know, can use it. Let, let me share. This is a, a okay. Teaching. Before you, sh- oh, before yeah, you sure. share your story, let, cause I want to hear it and I don't want to cut you off mid story. Yep. So let's stop right here. Let's take our couple minute break and then sure. I want to hear this story. Okay. Stay tuned everyone. We'll be back in just a few. The Real Conscious Connection, Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Ohm Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Ohm Times. Co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Imagine yourself being transported to India, to the banks of the Ganga, and an ashram in Rishikesh. Visualize that you are welcome to satsang with an American sannyasi who shares the wisdom of her guru. Your visualization has manifested. Join Satvi Bhagawati Saraswati for inspiration and transformation every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Om Times Radio. Hi. I'm Melissa Caprio from Postcards to the Universe, creating the life you crave. Do you believe in magic? What if I told you all you had to do was get a little creative and work a dream spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Well, guess what? I've got the spell for you. Postcards to the Universe, a global movement for manifestation, is a casting magical tool for you to use whenever you want. How does living in passion sound to you? Join me in my movement where you get to create in the magical playground. Let's think outside the box and do some playful conjuring. By casting out our desires with a manifesting postcard, we explore our hearts and allow the alchemy of our dreams to appear. And don't forget to tune in each week here on Ohm Times Radio with my show, Postcards to the Universe, Creating the Life You Crave at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I share tips on creativity, abundance, and prosperity, and you will be introduced to the coolest guests, trailblazers, mystics, and creatives who enrich our lives. Coping 19, brought to you by CDC and the Ad Council. If you're feeling increasingly lonely right now, you're not alone. It's totally normal. Even though we may not be able to get together in person, connecting virtually with friends and family still gives you a chance to interact with people and may help raise your spirits. Join a virtual book club, set up group text chats, or online video coffee breaks with coworkers. Find more self-care and coping tips at coping-19.org. Welcome back. Okay, so I have author Mark Nepo on. So yeah, I want to hear your story. So I'll let you just pick so, right back up. Yeah, so sure. So this is a an ancient Hindu teaching story, and it's so powerful because it it helps it helps us understand ways to face fear and pain. So there's a master and an apprentice. There's always a master and apprentice, and. Okay. And the master, the truth be known, he find, he, he's very annoyed by his apprentice because the apprentice is always complaining about everything. Complain, complain, complain. So 
The master says to the apprentice, I want you to get a handful of salt, put it in a glass of water, and bring it to me quietly. So the apprentice does it, and the master says, drink from the glass. He apprentice drinks from the glass, and he spits it out. The master says, what's the matter? Well, he says, it's bitter. The master says, I want you to get the same exact handful of salt and follow me quietly. So the apprentice scoops into his palms uh, the same exact amount of salt, and he follows the master who leads him to a lake. And the master says, put the salt in the lake, which he does. And the master says, drink. The apprentice kneels down. He, on one knee, scoops water up to his mouth and drinks. It's dribbling down his chin. And the master says, well... And he says, oh, it's fresh. And the master looks at the apprentice. He says, stop being a glass, become a lake. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Stop being a glass. Become a lake. This is an ancient anonymous teaching story. And what's so powerful about it, at least what it says to me and why I tell it, mm-hmm. it says, you know, no one, everybody gets their handful of salt. That's our fear. That's our pain. Nobody gets mm-hmm. out, of, out of life without that. And maybe we get it all at once. Maybe we get it a grain at a time or a clump at a time. And so there's no eliminating pain and fear, but we can right-size it. And we right-size it by enlarging our sense of things. So you may hear this story and say, well, it's not good to be a glass. I'll never do that again. Oh, yes, you will. And so will I because we're human. And that's when pain and fear say hello. That's what they make. They make us constrict. We do become a glass. It's not about, about trying to eliminate it. It's about the practice of return. Oh, I'm a glass. How do I become a lake? What's in my toolbox? Now I can turn to the life of expression. I can turn to photography. I can turn Mm -hmm. to writing. I can turn to gardening. I can turn to whatever it might be. What is in there for when I am a a glass that I can enlarge my sense of things? Because if we don't, then we risk becoming bitter. Right. When we stay small, we become bitter. And when we can enlarge our sense of things, Mm -hmm. things become right-sized. And then I don't live in my fear. My fear lives in me. I don't live in my fear. I like that. My fear lives in me. My fear Mm -hmm. lives in me. And so these are the things that every human being 
has to face because mm-hmm. because this is what it is to be a spirit in a body and time on earth. And so we all have to fill up our toolbox. What is it that make because I I can share with you what works for me, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. So we all just can compare notes and say, well, this works for me, and I'm going to try this and see if that works or not. And that's how we fall down and get up. That's how we, and so our personal form of expression, whatever it might be, and we can have more than one. Mm, sure. They, they, help, they help us stay thorough and fresh. They help us process life. They help us have the feelings and the sensations and the difficulties move through us. Because it's only when we hold on to them that we get stuck. Right. Right. And I noticed, um, and I've done guilty of it in the past, is when I'm out, I feel so out of balance when I start to try to control everything. Mm-hmm. I, and sure. I realize I can't control anything. I have no control over anything. And, and, I have to remind myself of that and then, you know, to, to, to allow me to let go. And I think a lot of us have that control thing. We try to control everything in our environment. Well, you know, I had, this is another, another small story. And when I was going through my cancer journey, you know, when I was young, one of the poets, Chinese poets from the Tang dynasty in the 700s um, AD, Tu Fu was an amazing, and I, I, one of the people across time that, I read his work and I thought, boy, I wish I could have talked to this guy. You know, he seemed so real. And so when I was going through my cancer journey, he appeared as a guide in one of my dreams. And I was in my early 30s and I was scared. I was terrified of everything. I had not been through anything that serious. And I did. And so in the dream, he was sitting on a beach cross-legged. Uh, you know, with a stick in the sand. And I went up to him and I said, how do I block the fear? And he ignored me and I got kind of upset and I got even closer. I said, how do I block the fear? And without looking at me, he took the stick and he waved it over his head. And he said, how does a tree block the wind? And then he disappeared. Oh, wow. And and I woke (laughs) up. And I That's woke a dream. Up. That's quite a dream. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and the lesson from him was a tree doesn't block the wind. It lets it through. It lets it through. It lets it through. We can't block or control the fear or the pain or the difficulties mm-hmm. or the confusions. We can only let them through. And in that way, we need to be like a tree that lets wind through or a flag. A flag doesn't hold on to the wind. It unfurls no. and mm-hmm. flaps, and that's when it's being most a flag. Right. Well, my question about your cancer, um, when, when you got through it, were you, um, did you think, why me? Did you feel angry when you were going through it? And, and what, did you, what did you get from the cancer, because obviously it came to you and you survived for a reason. You talk about it a lot. Well, you talk about it in your book. So, yeah, so and what I ta- was and that so, for you? Yeah. yeah. So first, first, I honestly, I was afraid. Sure. But I wasn't, 
honestly, I wasn't angry. I, I didn't feel why me. I honestly felt, well, why not me? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you know, just imagine, right? You can see, watch ants work mm-hmm. for days to build an anthill, right? Right. And then a storm comes and a branch breaks and falls and scatters the anthill. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if the ants go, oh, man, <laughs> you know, the tree god just screwed me. You know, I right. don't think that. <laughs> no, you know, why not? Why not their anthill? Why not me? Why not us? Mm-hmm. I, right. I, I didn't want it to be me. But but the deeper on the other side, I feel like like um, a couple of things that were very important in, in the unfolding of my life. And, and that is that I've come to understand that every person alive will be given the opportunity to be dropped into the depth of life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be by a life-threatening catastrophe. That's what happened to me. That's why I talk about it. It's not because there's anything special about cancer or disease. It could just as well have been beauty or surprise or wonder or love. But for me, that's what it happened to be. And what it did for me, which I think the depth of life does to all of us, I, I, was, you know, I was raised Jewish. I have a deep tie to Jewish heritage. But when I woke up on the other side of almost dying, I was not, and all these years later, some 35 years later, I was not and am still not wise enough to know what worked and what didn't. And so I believe that I was asked to believe in everything. And so all of my work since then, all of my books, all of my Mm -hmm. teaching, I am a student of all paths. I am devoted to what I believe is the common center of all paths, to lifting up the unique gifts of each. And as a cancer survivor, how do we make good tools of these things? Mm. How do we make use of these things? And so that's cha- that changed everything. And the other thing is that I woke up on the other side and my my head follows my heart, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I like, I like what you said because I think we can really even apply it to dealing with the pandemic. You know, that's a very good wisdom for us dealing with the pandemic. How have you been dealing with it? Oh, I've, you know, it's been both uh, uh, amazing and difficult, mm-hmm. like for everyone. And I think it did echo for me my cancer journey in that, I remember when I was diagnosed and, you know, there was no way back to the world before that day, to my life before that day. My life as I had known it up to that day was gone. There was only going forward and learning anew. And I feel that's what happened to the whole world when this mm-hmm. pandemic started. There is no old, the old world is gone. Yeah. And we are, we are going to have to be more authentic, more alive. Mm-hmm more kind. We're going to need to have uh, love move as quickly as disease, quicker than mm-hmm. disease. Yeah. But there's no, there's no going back. There's no going back. And so things have been, like for everyone, more precious. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, one of the things, and this is, I feel, every age has its challenges, and this is ours. It's mm-hmm. our turn. 
It's our yeah. turn. Are we going to get closer or push each other farther away? Are we going to be more loving or are we going to retreat in fear? And we, I, you know, I believe we will be more loving and kinder. Good. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I I wanted to ask you about, you know, um, when you said kindness, because I've seen extreme polarization over the last so many years, which I'm sure you've seen too. And, and, and how can we, how can we shift that collectively? Well, so first off, and obviously I don't have any answers, but let me speak to it from what right. my experience, what, what I'm, I'm a part of it, I'm seeing it, whatever I can offer. But, you know, I feel that this is a manifestation of the, the timeless choice between love and fear, mm. which everybody faces in their own lives, every society faces, every age faces. And so one of the important things, because well, a paradox is that with the polarization, we are they. I don't know how that works, but, you know, I watch the news and I could, you know, if I, I, I'm bald, if I had hair, I could, I would pull it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, I look at that and then I go, we are they, mm-hmm. we are they, we, we created this together and we can get out of it together. And so the most important thing is not, is for us not to vanish, not to disappear in the face of cruelty, in the face of violence, in the face of prejudice, is we, you know, in the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages in Europe, you know, 1200, 11, 12, 1300, only 10% of the European population was literate. That means 10% 10 of the people kept reading and writing alive for 300 years. Wow. That's crazy. And I would say that when we are blessed to be the ones who are awake, because tomorrow I could be, you know, I'm talking to you, but tomorrow something could happen and I could get afraid and I'll, I'll be, you know, I don't want to think that I will be, but I'm capable. We're all capable of it. I could be on the other polarized side, but today I'm awake. Mm -hmm. So, so when we're awake, it's incumbent on us now to keep the literacy of the heart alive. Yes, that's beautiful. We, yeah, we have mm-hmm. to stay kind. We have to stay uh, strong and gentle because kindness is a strength. Mm-hmm. Kindness yeah. is a strength and it leads to kinship. It's not by accident those two words have the same root. Kindness and kinship. kinship. You're so good with words, Mark. Thank you so much. And we are like, we have like 30 seconds left. (laughs) It was such a wonderful experience being with you today. And I, I am so grateful. And look at Mark's three session webinar, The Life of Expression, Finding Your Voice, which you can do on his website, marknepo.com. And you say this and you say Mark's vision for the for the time together is that we can touch into the miraculous depth of being that is always just below whatever we carry and that we'll learn to return to our life having discovered and deepened a very personal form of expression and we can walk within our days. I love it. Thanks for listening to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave, wishing everyone a wonderful week filled with joy, abundance, love, peace. 
brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.